mist walkers. Welcome to Tales from the Mists, a gothic horror series set in the demi plains of dread, Ravenloft. The episode you're about to listen to originally aired as a live stream on twitch.tv/dnd. Although our podcast editor Celeste Konowich worked some true magic, our audio in season 1 is not ideal for podcast, but keep listening. We promise it gets better. In the meantime, let's meet our unfortunate cast. I'm TK Johnson, the dungeon master for Tales from the Mists. You can find me on Twitter at tkjoinsthefray or at my website tkjrides.com. I'm Lisa Penrose and I play your heart of the party, Mercy Albrecht, the Tiefling Storm Sorcerer. You can find me at MercifulDM on Twitter, uh, that's Merciful with a Y, or at LisaPenrose.com. Lisa, also spelled with a Y. Hi, my name is Kayla Klein. I play Vasily, your artificer slash wizard slash mad scientist. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at K-A-Y-N-C-L-I and my website, KaylaKlein.com. I'm Ashley Warren, and I play Constantina of Shalomov, the Vistana Bard from Barovia. I'm an author and narrative designer, and you can find all my work at ashleywarrenwrites.com. My name is Hadil, and I play your favorite warlock with too many secrets, Vargas Blackstone. You can find me online in all forms of social media at twittysuch, T-W-I-T-T-Y-S-U-C-H. This episode also features special guests Celeste Konowich and Dr. Megan Connell as twins Yarrow and Juniper. Find them as at C. Konowich and at Megan P.S.Y.D. on Twitter, respectively. Now, gather the hounds and sound the horn. It's time for Episode 7, The Wild Hunt. Good evening, Mistwalkers. Welcome back to Tales from the Mists, a spooky campaign set in the Domains of Dread. This is not a typical campaign. We have a rotating cast, which means we have four anchor members, Lisa, Kayla, Hadil, and Ashley, and two rotating guest members um, that we switch off every four episodes. But without further ado, let's go ahead and get started. Now, last week, we went through a bit of a, a, a tussle, didn't we? A couple. Yeah, yeah, a couple of tussles. Wasn't a big deal. Today we're going to focus on the last one. Uh, the two dead wolfwares that are scattered on the ground as they were mauled by our druid friend and the scattered remains of the wolves that came with them. Mercy, did was there something that you wanted to do with this? Yeah, Mercy is going to lightly step her hooves around all the blood and viscera. Um, and she's just going to say real sweetly, Oh, isn't it nice? Uh, setting death, everything just works out. Um, and she takes her athame, stabs it into the ground next to one of the dead wolf wares, and starts carving a circle uh, around it. Um, and like putting her claws into the blood and like holding them up and starting to do like a ritual chant. Uh, to death as part of the eternal order because she had tried to do a sacrifice to stop the apocalypse um, earlier in the day and it didn't work out. So this will this will do. And she's just smiling. She's really glad that these wolfers came along. Yeah, it's great. It's remember, death always provides. There's always a way. Death finds a way. Now, you're not the only person who is concerned about these wolfwares and the rumors coming out of Harmonia with this search party. Constantina was also concerned, weren't you? Well, I was concerned. 
But now I'm a little, I think that it might be good. So I'm sad about the wolf wares, definitely conflicted about that. But in terms of Harmonia being, you know, in chaos, I would like to talk to um, Ruza, who I was speaking with at the end of our previous episode. You can absolutely talk to Rusa, and Rusa is accompanied by four other Vistani who are in the Masked Melody, and they are all very close to each other in the search party. They seem to be separate from everyone else, and she waves you over. Well, hello. I am Constantina. I don't think I've met everyone here. Um, You may have probably heard my name at this point, and I'm sorry for any uh, problems it caused you. Rusa is standing with one woman and three older men. And the three of them sort of nod, and the older woman will sort of incline her head towards you and give you a curt sort of nod and a, a, a wry smile. And Rousseau will say, None of us believe that you are responsible for the death of the Meister Singer. We know that none of you, that you would not endanger us in this way. That is true. And I mean, I did not kill the Meister Singer, although I am not sorry to hear that he is dead. Uh, do you know? Do you know what happened? She sort of inclines her head to the side. Well, they found him dead in his mansion um, not not too long after your visit, uh, while they were sacking the, the inn. And then they burnt everything down, believing that you had come to hide with us. It is a um, sad thing. Well, I think this is a good opportunity. Um, and I think that we should um, embrace these this uh, situation. And I think it's time to, uh, you know, call the rest of the magical menagerie. We could reclaim Harmonia. The rest of the Vistani sort of trade looks. And the older woman turns her head to you and she's, what do we gain from helping you with this? None of us want to be in Harmonia to begin with. That is a good question. So I don't really want to stay in Harmonia forever either. So what I was thinking is, well, I think if we could call the Matchbook Menagerie to reclaim Harmonia, and then I am going to go off and look for this artifact that they told Ruza about. I don't know if she really told you about it, um, but it's basically this. And I'm I'm whispering, but it's not very effective whispering, um, per usual. Um, and it's this crown, which would let us control um, our passage through the mist. And not just us, but everybody. So I think that while Harmonia is kind of in shambles and there's no leader, why don't we just you know, take it for ourselves, take it for the cause, temporarily. Then, when we can control our passage in and out of it, we can decide what to do with it. But it's just like the perfect opportunity. And uh, the woman sort of narrows her eyes. I have never heard of such a thing. Well, you why not? You have been here for less than a day. How would you hear of this? Uh, well, I mean, I was part of, you know, what they think about when it comes to our movement is, you know, maybe having a place that we, you know, could lead in the way that we envision. And then maybe if that inspires people, then other places, you know, start to adopt that model. And eventually, you know, we overthrow all the Dark Lords. And this does not everyone answer in- the question. How do you know of this uh, crown? Oh, okay. So um, actually, a couple of people told me about it, which is kind of weird that it's like, you know, not this like big secret. But a friend of mine who is a um, a wolf wearer, let's tell how you feel about the wolf wearer. And they all, uh, they okay. spit to the side and they... 
Okay, I probably shouldn't have started with that. Anyway, she's very nice and very beautiful. Um, but she told me about it. And actually, she asked me to bring it to her, which I was not going to do because I don't. She's from a noble family. And you know how we feel about noble families. And then the Meister Singer also wanted it. And I felt like, you know, if he wanted it, it was probably not good for him to have it either. But it's such a powerful item. It would get us out of Harmonia. We could control our travel. Isn't that what you want to have some control over that? Sabina, who is the older woman, grabs Russo by the upper arm and like drags her to the tree side. And the the five of them begin to like furiously argue. And you can hear like some snippets like wolfware and clearly blah, blah, blah. <laughs> it's like it, it does not seem to be going very well for you. Vargas and Vasily, how's your slap fight going? I feel like it's going great. I'm winning. Um, no, <laughs> no, nope. I'm gonna. You won last time. You know the rules of Neverland. I get to win again. What? The rules. I will... <laughs> Are we still unarmed striking each other? That's also 100% up to you. Yes. But I'm winning the slap fight. I'm never losing the slap fight. I'm doing amazing, sweetie. Well. <laughs> Realistically, I guess we just got done with a, a real fight. So Vasily probably would have... Oh, and she picked up that book after the fight, I believe. So she would have probably immediately went back to Vargas again to finish what she had started. Did I see the book? Can I roll if I saw the book? Yeah, you can absolutely roll. Were you keeping it very stealthy, Vasily? No, because she's dumb. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I was trying to be a little stealthy. Um, yeah, so I should probably roll a, a check on that. So uh, I will I will allow this single PvP roll. Kayla, oh. set the DC. It has to be below 20. I set the, DC. 9, set the Set the DC. It has to be below 20. 19 and a half. 19 and a half. 19.75. Cool. Um, uh, she's probably not super great, so maybe 15. 15? I don't know. I feel like that's reasonable for if you're beat trying a, to be sneaky after a battle. Yeah, beat a 15 with your perception, Vargas, and you saw her take the book. <laughs> so, I don't remember <laughs> anything from Kindergarten, and that's not a lot. Six is less than 15 <laughs> still these days, unless we're using, like, the new common core math, where it could be more. Um, <laughs> I feel like, for all intents and purposes, it's probably not this time though uh, not at this time no not at this time did you see her take the book you do remember there was a book mm. where it went i like to imagine that like i don't know like vastly does some sort of magic trick like puts a handkerchief over that and then like pulls it away <laughs> and she's gone and vargas is like <laughs> um, <laughs> like vargas trying to pay for his uh tavern tab i don't understand the question i won't respond to it um I, I paid for it in whether or not the gold was real i still paid That's so we're square <laughs> i'll never see that man's again i would like to attempt to look for the book you don't have Vosley's, to roll for that um yeah vasily's yeah. just standing over to the side yeah. like watching mercy do her ritual just like yep regardless <laughs> how long you look for the book you do not find it all right 
as Targus is looking for the book and Mercy finishes her ritual, I don't know, she's like, uh, and Maisie's spark of life, please you. Um, and then she's like covered in blood and everything. And she's just like prestidigitating here and like little blood in her hair. And she just walks over to Yarrow, who I guess is like breathing heavily and like Juniper's holding her face. And, and I'm crying and like hanging on. And I'm just like, yes, yeah. I think it's very judgmental that you didn't like my ritual, but you were going to eat my friend. That's true. She hey. was going to do that. Please oh. don't eat Varkis. I, 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 Leave her alone. She's okay. I we sh- were attacked and she was reacting and it happens. It's, and uh, grabbing her face again, which mm-hmm. is not your fault. It's not your fault. You're okay. You have an affliction. I, you know, I. It's just, it's just sometimes it gets, it, it just felt so hungry. I, Here, eat the and Juniper's gonna offer her a little bit of dried meat that uh, we were given at the mm-hmm. end of this session. Oh, but so she touched it with her hand. It's okay. Um, Fel, please don't eat us. I can, I can understand not being able to uh, control one's powers. So I emphasize this you there, um, but um, please don't eat eat me or and I like start pointing at Vasily and Constantina. No, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't ever do. I wouldn't, I'm so- I wouldn't let her. It's that's not going to happen. Um, I can see. help. You did a very good job of killing the Wilfers. Uh, are Are you hurt? I can I I can help. I can help fix it. Uh, no, I'm fine, but. Uh, but, uh, Constantina, and I point over to Constantina talking to Rusa, I guess. Uh-huh. Uh, we have, like, nine hit points, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. According yeah. Um, it's been a, it's been a rough day. Heavily. Yeah. I do have healing spells, so I'm probably okay, but I don't know. You don't know that, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so worried for her. I think Vargas is a little worse for wear, too. Are you Vargas? Um, I don't, I mean, famous last words, it's not that bad, but, um, <laughs> I think Yaro would like yeah, to fine. collect herself and then go try to go over towards where Vargas is. She's taking some steps and what what are you doing? What am I doing? Well, I was looking for the book that's not there. Mm-hmm. I have no object permanence apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like lifting <laughs> not hit that stage of development yet. <laughs> um, yeah, I just yeah, okay. So she'll she'll walk up. So she's like maybe about five feet away from you and it's just looking down at the ground um and she'll go i'm i'm really um i didn't i'm really sorry that that i and i you got me i wasn't gonna eat you for real i mean i i'm are you are you hurt i uh vargas will like like just, like pat her on the head like you would a child and, and he'll say I've dealt with meaner women if that makes you feel better uh, I've definitely been through worse okay it's just sometimes it's really hard when you when you have something in you that just it and it's sometimes you forget how to be normal and I'm so sorry and she wants to catch his hand and cast uh, cure wounds on you something in you like a curse or a ghost something like that and Juniper's just rubbing her back and right there kind of ready if anybody else is mean two two things no one in this party would ever have any 
History with curses or ghosts. <laughs> uh, all right, so you will heal for it. sixteen hit points. Oh dang! Look at you. And she's she's just gonna look at the ground again, and then like pop out her hand and druid craft you a little a little white flower. Yes, use all of your spells. Yes, I'll like put it in my pocket, and then I will give you a little hand kiss. And she she instantly like scrapes some tears and like dirt off her face, and she smiles. Yeah, and then uh, like I, like after the little the little gentlemanly hand kiss, I'll be like, no harm done. Like I said before, I've dealt with meaner women. Okay, good. And I'm gonna turn back at Juniper and smile. Like you're good. I did it. Good. You're good. Juniper's the support twin. I love it. Okay. Uh, Constantina, Rusa looks over her shoulder a couple times at you and she sort of makes a face. Roll me a uh, persuasion. Unfortunately, you're at disadvantage for telling them that you are friends with wolfwares. Someday I'll find somebody who loves wolfwares like I do. (laughs) Somebody whose town isn't being terrorized by them. Nope. Uh, What was that persuasion? Yes. Uh, 12. She kind of looks back at the group and is like, and they go back to talking a little bit more. Vasily, you just watched Mercy finish. She concluded her ritual. Vargas is definitely looking for that book before getting healed by Yarrow. I want to roll to keep my cool. <laughs> roll to keep your cool. You don't have to roll for that. Do you she, want to? Yes, make her. <laughs> Be cool. Hey, you said I could roll for whatever I want. Cool. Roll for it, DC 18. Roll to keep my cool. <laughs> what modifier do I use? You don't. Ah. I got a two. Yeah. <laughs> Do I just literally just fall over? No, I'm not gonna make you roll for that. That's ridiculous. Please, please make her fall over and the book just fall out of her back. <laughs> like um, she goes to lean on a tree and like misses. Yeah, like. yeah. She <laughs> okay, realistically, I guess I would probably side eye Vargas. Be like, what are, what are you even looking for? I saw a book. I want it. Professor yeah, book. The monster puked it onto my head. It was lethal, and it was black, and it had some symbols on it. Have you seen uh, it? No. <laughs> in uh, that was just me. That was me. Um, <laughs> no. That sounds ridiculous. Why would something puke up a book? I want an inside check. I think you're lying. <laughs> yeah, okay, if, you're going to show us if, if Vargas thinks that that's uh, suspicious, then you can absolutely insight check. I will set the DC. Mercy doesn't think it was suspicious, but she did know that she felt that book hit her head. Right. Um, she knows it really was there. I don't, I mean, everything about that monster was very bizarre. It kept calling me Musser or saying Musser. Do you know what that could be about? No, I've never heard of a monster do that before. It seems ridiculous. Hmm, I wonder, I wonder why it followed me and it took my arm and it dragged me on the ground and all the dirt built up in my hair. Vasily uh, kind it... of like puts her hands on her shoulders. <laughs> I just I just but Mercy mostly cries. Yeah. <laughs> what uh, Juniper's yeah. gonna lean Vasily into your make me go. a deception check against uh Mercy real quick. And I'm sorry, Juniper, what'd you say? I was just saying she's leaning over towards Yarrow and she's worried about dirt yet she was just covered in blood. <laughs> I don't really know what's happening. Why is she drawing circles in the dirt? 
And if she's not a bad witch, I guess I don't... I really don't understand what's going on here. Vargas, while Vasily is lying to her dearest friend in the world, what'd you get for your insight? Uh, a 19. A 19? I got a 17. Okay. You lied to Mercy. Yeah. What does Vargas realize with a sev- with a nineteen? So um, I'd like to think that like he's trying to like do like a once over to see if you have it, and maybe there's like a book shaped outline in your pocket, mm. um, or maybe it got jostled in her her wizard's bag when she was looking for things to throw at wolves and stuff. Who knows? Vasily um, notices that you're kind of like super checking that out and kind of finishes comforting mercy and like pats her back and then kind of stands up and gestures for you to go over to the trees with her away from everybody else. Juniper and Yarrow, Bertolt approaches you again once you've sort of calmed down a little bit and he sort of leans in close to you um, and he makes eye contact with you, Juniper, and he says is there a is there any chance that your family can help us if they've seen anything we haven't talked to them in a while but i think they might all right Uh, we want to help i figure we make camp a little bit north of here once we cross the river and if you can make contact get us some clues thanks over as as fast as you need Mm -hmm. thanks How, how far would our family be you you do know that you had some contacts in town, but you know that Roan has led your family north. So they, they are definitely across the river. And Bertolt knows that too. We'll cross the river. We'll go find them. Thanks. And uh, Juniper would put her hand on her shoulder. We're going to find your wife. We're going to find her. One way or the other, we'll yeah. find her. Bertolt is stronger and st- stands straighter than you've seen him in weeks. He's got this strength to him that he hasn't had in a very long time. So you can tell he believes in you and he has like hope for the first time. This uh this group is um well they're uh interesting, but I think they're really powerful and um I think I think we can they be seem able to do a little this. Uh, odd, but like they can get the job. Never told. Never told. My lady. My lady. Yeah. Is she, um... Was she just covered in blood? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. I... Apparently, it's normal. Oh, it's, uh, it's a little strange, judge. but you know, I don't judge. I mean, you've lived along the civilized people more than we have. Is that normal? But... Did she? Did she eat them or no? Not that I saw. Uh, oh, okay. Just gonna leave him there. Okay, that's strange, but you know I won't begrudge her ways. That's it's a little witchy, but maybe she's just not from around here. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Constantina, the Vistani come back to you, and the three men and Sabina all walk past you, and Sabina actually like bumps your shoulder a, a little hard, like to make a point, and Rusa looks very apologetic. They will not help. Uh, not if if there's any chance that you would ally with a wolf where. Well, I am disappointed to hear that because I think that wolfwares and people who, you know, may have similar 
conditions might be part a good part of our cause. I mean, the I think it would have been murdering people for years here. So, well, I mean, they did just try to also murder me, so I can kind of I'm I understand that, but I met a really nice one, so they can't all be like that, right? So, I mean, I just can you see that I'm a little bit conflicted here, but I don't want to. Don't you? I mean, think about how people treat us as Vistana. They don't understand. Our cultures, they don't understand us, so they fear us and they, they project, you know, not fair, um, you know, assumptions to us. And I don't want to do that to other people anymore. It's not, it's not fair. So that is why I'm open to, you know, aligning with other, other people. Make a, make a persuasion check. No disadvantage, no advantage. <laughs> oh, hang on. I just almost rolled off the desk. Because Rusa is very afraid <gasps> of wolfwares, but... I created. Yeah. I Lisa, as you speak, her eyes get wider and you see them getting brighter. She's like, she is like internalizing this, this ideal that you have put in where she's just like, you're right. It's, it's exactly like us as Vistani. Like perhaps they murder because they have no choice. You're right. Maybe if they had the, uh, more laws in place, if they were provided for, they would not have to drag us from our homes in the middle of the night and eat us in the forest while we are still screaming. I think you are correct. Well, I mean, maybe we can work with them so that they don't feel... Maybe they're just hungry and we can find them another good food source. Rehabilitation I mean, is the first step to success. Yeah, we can maybe, you know, flesh this out a little bit more later. Um, I'm, a, you know, a I little... I think this is a fantastic idea. I will well, help. I'm, I'm so glad. I mean, I think that we can start with... I mean, I, I'm certainly open to this direction that we're heading into. But I think for now, I think we need to summon... The Matchbook Menagerie. I think they could, we can at least have them come help while we're figuring other things out, right? Yes, we can do that. I will help you. All right, so. How do you summon the Matchbook Menagerie? I open my satchel mm -hmm. and I pull out a little pamphlet. Um, and it's a pretty unassuming pamphlet. It's just about some harvest festival in Valaki. Um, mm -hmm. But it has some, it's cast with um, an illusory script. Well, so only I can read it, but it was basically my recruitment pamphlet for the matchbook menagerie. Mm -hmm. And with inside the pamphlet is a little matchbook, just a little plain matchbook. It doesn't really have any, there's no writing or anything on it. Um, and I open the matchbook and there are 10 matches there. I haven't used any of them yet. And um, I pluck one from the matchbook and I strike it against uh, the book um, so it lights. And basically how it functions is... It's almost like a radio, so it, it it's kind of it works kind of like a mess the message spell, but it casts like a message to wh whoever else has a similar item. Okay, and how does this message appear to them? Does it go into their mind, or does it appear on their pamphlet, or? Um, it appears they hear it in their oh head. in their head. Okay. Yes. To whoever also has a pamphlet. It's basically a modified message spell. All right. And you see her, she also opens up a pamphlet with a, um, a matchbook sealed inside. Though her pamphlet is from Darkon. And, um, and it's just a, a basic welcome to the Swan Song Tavern open mic night. Yep. Uh, and so she lights it up and it casts out that message as well. So she is amplifying your message. Perfect. And then she, she looks very excited. She's like, we're doing it. We are saving the world. 
It is all five times. Okay, so I wrote a little thing and I wasn't sure when I was going to get to use it, but um, now I'm going to. I'm ready. Also, this notebook is from Lisa because she's so magical and beautiful. It's my Constantina notebook. Okay. <laughs> this is Comrade Avshalvamov speaking to you from Karatakis, addressing the resistance across Ravenloft. Harmonia has fallen. The Meistersinger is dead. Come to Harmonia and claim it for the resistance. The city is in flames, and though we did not kindle this fire, we can stoke it. The first spark of our revolution has been ignited. Our time has come. It was written in the stars, on our divining cards, in the songs of our people. Upon your arrival, report to Comrade Ruza, and I look for her for, like, confirmation if that's cool. <laughs> uh, she awaits you in the forest. I bid you safe passage through the mist. Remember, we act with fire and fortitude. Uh, and Rusa will um, speak it into hers as well, and then light hers. And then she'll look at you and she'll, Do you not wish for me to come with you? Well, I felt that since you are familiar with Harmonia, and people know you, and they trust you, and they respect you, um, that you might be able to, you know, hold on the fort. But you can come with me if you want. I just... I don't know how dangerous it's going to be to find this crown, and I don't want to put you at risk um, because I think you're important to our cause. So, you don't. I mean, of, of course. Absolutely. Just so everyone's aware, Rusa is like 17. <laughs> Never seen like, to start a revolution. Yeah, this is like, this is the nicest the thing games. anyone's ever <laughs> told her. She's, oh, you think I am important? Then yes, I will stay here and I will stoke the fires of revolution. Ah, I, I like cup her face and I like squish it. Yeah. I'm so proud of you. This we'll, is our moment. We're yes, doing it. Yes, we will. We will spark the fires of revolution throughout Harmonia. Yes. And, you and we're hear, like shouting. Everybody else can just hear these two Vistani going, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> what do you think they're doing, Yaro? <laughs> I'm so, so lost. Very confused. Fantasy? <laughs> oh my gosh. I like to think that, like, Mercy came over to talk to Constantine, and all three of them are going, Yes, yes. Also jumping and saying yes, yes and I'm like trying to get in between Constantine and Rusa. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. That's <laughs> fair. Uh, Rusa will, like, try and elbow you away from Constantina. She's just, yeah, so we're just like, with her now. Vasily and Vargas. Vasily has gestured for Vargas to follow her over to the trees. I assume Vargas is following. As soon as they kind of get to a point where there's like enough trees to obscure them from everyone else, Vasily wants to grab him by the collar and shove him up against a tree where everybody can't see him. Um, Vargas will immediately say incredibly loudly, hoping to draw attention, no, I will not make out with you. <laughs> that was the first thing that came to my head and I'm just happy Hadil said it. Um, I'm wondering if I can use my inspiration to cover his mouth before he says it. <laughs> Wait, can I use it for that? Flap your hand away. Technically, I shouldn't let you waste your inspiration on something that silly. Don't ever squander your yes, gift. Yes, you can absolutely do that. Yay, okay, so before you, I guess you're just like, and then she puts one hand over your mouth and she kind of looks you in the eyes and she's just like, 
have you have you ever done anything that you regret? How much time do you have? You can't talk. I have my hand over your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> she's just like are you gonna be quiet if i uncover your mouth and she uh she quickly casts alter self and all of her fingers extend into these really long gnarled claws and she's and puts one hand around your neck and she's just like are you going to be quiet if i uncover your mouth okay <laughs> So, <laughs> she uncovers your mouth. I may have done something that I regret, and I don't want certain people here to know about it. So, so you have to be more specific. I'll need more details. Are you being saucy? <laughs> of course I am. Vasily kind of like tightens her grip on your neck with her claws. She's like, I'm not going to give you details. Not yet, but just stop about the book. Forget about it. What will you give me? I want something. <laughs> I don't even know if I have anything. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you? What do you even want? What? <laughs> what, do you, what do you have? <laughs> she has I a book. <laughs> I hate how like not seriously Burgess is taking this. How how would how would how would that how about this? How about this? How about this? Hold on, let me think. Let me let me think. Let me think. Let me think. She just kind of like rolls her eyes, like uh, I I get the feeling that you're not a fan of of this Constantina character. Okay. What if what if I told you? an exchange for just letting me have a peek just a peek at the book I can uh, I can help you with this problem and then you'll be Mercy's favorite again no <laughs> you're not here you can't hear this fine uh, you feel her grip kind of yes. like lighten like excuse me ma'am we're trying to role play <laughs> excuse me <laughs> Her her grip around your neck kind of loosens, and she you see her kind of like falter and kind of look down. And I know that's I, what you want to be her favorite. You were her favorite before, I can tell. I know all about having favorites and being favorites. Bosley kind of steps back a little bit, and she said, "Why do you even care about this book? You don't even know what it is." Exactly. You just care because you don't know. Yes, exactly. There it is. So she kind of shuffles around a little bit and she pulls the book out and she hand it, hands it to you. I'll take it, but not like put it away. I'll take it like within eyesight and be like, it's not because I don't know it. It's because knowledge is power. And I'll just like take a peek inside and then I'll hand it back. And I'll ask, does this book belong to you? It does now. I mean did it before. The handwriting looks incredibly similar to yours. In parts it does, but it it it's mine now. That's all that matters. Fair enough. That's all I wanted to know. She kind of shoves it back in her pocket. She's just like, okay, I think, I guess we have an understanding. And I guess you're going to help me out now? I don't know if I trust you. I would be 
delighted to help you out. And he'll bow and say, your secret is safe with me and I never break a promise. Mm-hmm. She kind of side eyes you and walks back to the group. Uh, meanwhile, Mercy is like, um, after they're ch- done cheering, uh, Constantina, Vargis and I are looking for a book. Uh, do you want to help us look for it before we go on the search party? Um, sure. And I turn to the reason real quick and I'm like, let me know if you hear anything. Okay. And I like pat her on the shoulder <laughs> awkwardly. <laughs> she will say, yes, you can count on me. Oh, good. I know I can. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> she like clasps your hand and then like drops it and walks back towards the other Vistani to say okay. goodbye to them. Argies, Constantina's helping us look for the book. Where'd you go? Can I, like, while we're in this, like, underbrush, can I find something that's, like, of similar weight to the book? Yeah. It won't take you very long to find, like, a rock or something. Okay. Um, I want to take a rock and, like, try and cover it in some of the blood and viscera that's all over the ground still. Um, just hanging out here. And I, I want to, like, cover it in, in blood and, and stuff. Absolutely. And uh, I want to see, like, if I can get close enough to Mercy to, like, pull a piece of hair off of her clothes. There are no stray hairs. <laughs> I know. Mercy set the DC for stealth. Okay. Well, I was about to say, Mercy I could probably just hand you a hair, to be honest. You have, have you been creepy keeping my hair? <laughs> yes, of course you would. <laughs> she knows what your blood smells like, too. I mean, you guys need to have a talk. I would like to just take, like, I'll ask, uh, because we, we have to do this, this fly together. Um, I'll grab a rock, cover it with blood and, and nonsense, and I'll I'll ask Vosley. And I'm like, All right, do you have, like, a hair or something we can stick on this? We have to convince her that this is what what fell out of that monster, not a book. I mean, I hang out with her a lot. I probably I might have some. I know you probably take her hair, you weirdo. Give me a hair. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of like reaches into her coat. Go vile. <laughs> yeah, like just pulls out a little vial and uncorks it and like gives it to you. A little keepsakes box. Yeah. Just a couple like of wads of like used block. gum. <laughs> You just have, I, I imagine that you just have, like, a, a Hey Arnold-style shrine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In your bag. All right, I'll take it, and I'll, I'll put it, like, kind of, like, smash it in, um, and I will walk out and be like, found it. Wasn't wasn't a book. It looks like it's just a rock. Oh, is that's, like, it, it felt like a book, and it looked like a book. Um, because I'll, I'll did immediately you had... Um, I'll go to Mercy and I'll start like de- very delicately like looking for like a little bump on her head. Where what it are you have- doing? Why are you touching me? Well, I don't want. You might have a goose egg on your head from the from the rock, and I just want to make sure you're okay. Oh, I can heal you if you're hurt, Mercy. I think she might be no, hurt. No, Constantina. Oh, okay. Constantina, I'm hurt. hurt. Oh. Okay, I um, a rock, and it fell on her. <laughs> so oh. Hair. That sounds very painful. A hug would make me feel better. Okay, and um, while I'm hugging you, I cast. Um, I will do cure wounds. Oh, wow. like while they're and, and having like their best friend moment, I want to like look behind with, to to Vasily, and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> nailing it. 
filled with regret. Yeah, Vasily's like, this is the worst timeline. Okay. So, you get six points of healing, by the way. I just want to emphasize, I was at full health, I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I rolled just in case. Um, but Mercy has forgotten about the book now. Can we give the, the six hit points to Mercy as temporary hit points? <laughs> <laughs> that's a dm's call on that one i don't know if my magic works that way it's kind of cute how about like friendship health points yeah, I, I have will, one i will permit six temporary hit points <gasps> yeah next uh, i drank two cappuccinos today i'm in a super good mood so <laughs> <laughs> i think juniper might lean over to yara and be like there was a book on the crowd wasn't there mm-hmm. <laughs> I can definitely <laughs> smell a really old book on somebody. So. <laughs> I have to kill the Vargas will come over and be like, it's strange. I have to kill the, the guests and the entire search party. Twenty five people just standing around like I'm I could have swore there was okay, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just probably uh, a rock, you're right. <laughs> we've all been through a lot. Somebody turned into a bear. A lot of things have happened, could have happened, may not have happened. I will gaslight everyone in this party if I have to. (laughs) There's still nothing going on here, so why don't we go across the river? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah, we have to... um... Satchmerzi's search is going? Yes. Berthold will shoulder his packs, and we need to get across the river before they uh, leave Harmonia and come looking for us. Before who leaves? Oh, the angry people. Yes, the, the, the entire town who believe that you uh, yeah, have it's murdered and torches. Singer, Yes, very yeah. important to find out what happened to Nisa and to save a mall. Um, so we we should hurry. We should, and uh, they will begin tracking through the forest. Now, I, I was not lying when I said that there's twenty plus people in this. <laughs> I want to touch everybody's hand. Touch everybody. It doesn't. It takes you very little time to touch everybody's hands. They. You're they just like going down the line. Shake, sort of like, oh, please, oh, you are. Uh, you're covered in in like shed fur and blood and dirt. Fantastic. Uh-oh. I forgot. Yeah, yeah. You're just like just blood stained yeah, like, all the oh. way down. So, what is our what is our marching order as you? As the thirty of you continue through this forest uh, towards the north, I think Juniper would like to take up the back to try and cover our back trail as much as possible, even maybe run around a little bit and create false trails and things. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I would like for you to roll me a survival at advantage for that. Um, I know that you are in your favored terrain, so you you could do survival or stealth. Either one uh, is acceptable. What about everyone else? Like Mercy's probably protecting the rear. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> that was dumb. <laughs> but I amateur. <laughs> Seven episodes. <laughs> Seven episodes and here we are. <laughs> okay. Um so we've got I would like to be scouting ahead in, in front of the everyone. Okay. Yaro scouting ahead. Survival with advantage. Uh, okay, uh, 17. Mercy is guarding. And I'm sorry, Juniper, what'd you get? Uh, 24. Oh my gosh. Perfect. How about you, Vasily? What are you doing? I'm actually probably at the back too. Kind yeah. of close to Mercy, but maybe a little bit further behind her. Okay. What are you doing back there? Just walking? Yeah, just walking and thinking. Walking and thinking your thoughts. 
Mm -hmm. I just put down thinking right here. Would you mm. consider yourself alert? No, not as alert as I should be. Cool. Let me just make a note. No reason. Fossily is dead. Vargas. Vargas is like maybe in the middle, trying to be away from all of the people he has deceived in the last five minutes. Yeah. Okay, Vargas in the middle, Fossil getting is. his lies straight. Okay. Yeah. Is uh, his lie muscle is tired? Would you consider yourself alert? No. This is what I love. Of course not. Yeah. Of course, an honest work. party, Constantina. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am probably in the middle because I'm squishy. <laughs> and are you alert? Hmm. I don't think that I'm super focused on our task at hand because I'm mostly just dreaming about the Matric Menagerie arriving in Harmonia and like oh our like action yeah. scene in your head it's like, and you're like <laughs> thinking of yourself you're like and then I put on thigh high boots and <laughs> yeah. I draw my lungs or I draw my rapier or my sickle mm -hmm. yes. yep. <laughs> yep. that's it that's it no, say, how about you fiend you have tortured these people uh -huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah there's a whole speech going <laughs> yeah there's like a whole monologue and you're like no no not how about you fiend how about you cur no is that yep. racist because they're wolf wears <laughs> yep exactly nailed it you know you, people have to respect you but not fear you you know yeah Juniper, <laughs> it takes no work whatsoever to cover your tracks you've done this many times before especially with with your own family it's not the first time you've been chased out of town yarrow as you're scouting ahead, how far ahead do you scout from the party? Maybe up to 30 feet out. Okay, 30 feet. That's Not reasonable. Maybe 60 at some times. Yeah. When you all uh, went under the this this great weeping willow for the first time, it was about midday. Now we're getting on towards evening, and it's only about mm, maybe two miles from where you are in the center of the forest, and you have to go through all these trees to get to that bend in the river. That means that you have to... Is you have to not go around the edge because there's a catapult there and there are guards and towers that patrol this river. So you have to go through the heart of the forest. Luckily, for this search party and for your companions, that is what you are best at. A little unluckily, there are 30 of you. So there's a balance there. And as you go ahead, you notice one, two, three trees that you've never seen before. They look like trees? These are definitely trees, but you've never seen... And you are a druid. You know trees. Mm -hmm. They're my best friends. Um, I want to smell the air. Do I smell anything suspicious? Let me just take a gander. <laughs> Roll me perception. Is this something you have advantage on? Roll me perception with advantage to smell these trees. Okay. I'm kind of crouching on all fours and I sniff the air and get a 21. These trees smell like it's a, a coppery scent. A, something that is acidic on your tongue. Blood. These trees smell like blood. You've never seen these drooping, large, weeping willows with gnarled faces in their trunks before. Now, you've seen one outside of Harmonio, where you found Mercy and Vargas, that seems a very distinct tree for there to be four of them. Huh. Okay. 
Uh, if I were to bark, would Juniper be able to hear me? Juniper, how far behind the party are you? I'm uh, trying to keep fairly close. I mean, enough to I'd probably be, I don't know, 30 to 90 in that range back as I cover the path and lay a false trail and make sure that there's no signs that anybody has passed, a large group has passed through. Okay, and if each of these 30 search party members takes up two feet apiece at 60 feet for the party, Yarrow is 60 feet ahead, Juniper is 40 feet behind? Or, yeah. Okay. 30, uh, okay. Then what yeah. I'll do, I'll use my bonus action to shift uh, to become a reddish-looking dog-type creature, um, and then I will uh, howl the the familiar. There's a problem here. Howl no. that I'm sure Juniper will be able to yes. hear. As soon as she hears that, she stops what she's doing and runs for it. Tells everybody, "Stop! Mm-hmm. Still, Shh. And she's gonna walk forwards very slowly, bow drawn. Yeah, absolutely. Are you stealthing, or... Yeah, yeah, she would be stealthing. Okay, yeah, give me your stealth. Uh, 26. Wow. Yeah. You you find Yarrow very easily, and you see the, the tree that she is standing beside, beneath, near? Near, I think, like, as soon as I saw it, I'm stopping, but I'm not yeah. making any moves yeah. from my position, just in case. I don't and, want people to pass me. Yeah, and just so we're clear, there is only one tree here. It is just the fourth such tree you have passed. Mm-hmm. You are now, you've been walking maybe an hour or two. You're probably about 60 feet from the river now. Okay. Uh, if it's, I know the forest really well, and mm-hmm. so I think I'm really alarmed by this and not taking any chances. So okay. I'm gonna, I'm going to shift back into Yarrow form as I see Juniper, but I'm still crouched on the ground there. It's the trees. They're wrong. <sighs> we ever heard of any trees that do this or seen anything or heard legends or tales of this from our family? I will let you give me a history or survival. Uh, it's 21 or 22. Okay. Juniper, you've lived with your family a long time and you know that there are certain places that you do not know, you don't understand. This is not a tree that is one of the ones that moves. This this tree shouldn't be here, and yet it is. The only thing that you see about this tree that gives you any reason to not feel as much fear as perhaps you should is that it is without fruit. This tree is dormant. It's okay. This one's not going to hurt us. But maybe let's give it a wide breath and let's keep our eyes out for any more of these. Make sure the, the commoners stay aware. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll go back and start telling everybody to steer, steer clear of the trees and start giving them a description of trees. Just go ahead. You see any trees that have faces but bear fruit, don't touch it. And move quickly through here. Okay. And I think uh, Juniper at this point would stay close to the tree. To mm-hmm. kind of just keep an eye on it and make sure nothing funny happens. As yeah, everybody's make sure everybody passes by safely. Mm-hmm. While you're doing that, give me a perception. And eeny, meeny, miny, hadil. Hadil. <laughs> Roll me a d10 if you don't mind. I do. Well, can do it. Do I, have, do I have advantage or no? You have inspiration? You do have. Well, it's to see. It's not to smell. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so 13. Okay. Hadil. No, oh, I thought you maybe would forget a four. 
Okay. <laughs> Juniper, while you are beneath the tree, you spot four people with these slivers of seeds that have fallen from the dead leaves of these trees on them. And you know I, that's got to come off. I immediately stop them and uh, use a stick to brush the leaves off. Or okay. brush the... So. Very good. You saved their lives. Ugh. Oh no. You reach We're the... on <laughs> We're your friendly neighborhood national guard. <laughs> yeah. You reach the uh Start the bank here. of the river with very little trouble. Evading the guards is simple. They don't seem to have come out of the city. Evading the natural world proved a little more difficult, but through your savvy and expertise you were able to navigate it. How are you going to get across the river? I think we normally swim. <laughs> yeah, we normally <laughs> do. We're looking at all the... Uh, how far across is it to the other side of the river? It's about 20 feet. Okay. This is a very shallow part of the river because they have a harbor that goes up. So they have docks and they've kind of dammed it a little bit more. You could probably walk, but it would be difficult terrain. Uh, it is not very deep. What I will do is... Someone hold a rope on one end of my... Self or Yarrow could go to the other side and hold the rope just to make sure nobody slips. Solid plan. I'm going to go bounding joyfully through the water to the other side. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> sweet. I'm going to snap at the water with my mouth. You're going to snap at the water no with your mouth? Are you Are you running on all fours? Uh, I'm like my crouch running. Oh, that's I'm so in my cute. Yeah. I'm like a child, just like splashing through the water, but quietly. Oh my ish. god, that's so fucking adorable. I love it. I love I nature. love it. Anytime Yarrow is having fun, Juniper is just like smiling and beaming, and then when she kind of looks around at everybody else, she just is like... She's <laughs> like, oh yeah, I forgot. We're not, we're not here to have fun. We're here to work. Yeah. I love it. I think that's so cute. So do the rest of us just go through... Holding the, holding the rope. Everyone's Let me know back. your marching order. It is uh, difficult terrain because the water's about up to your waist here, and you don't want to get swept away by the current. So it will take you each an action and a half to get across. Mercy will probably try to go last because she's trying to delay getting her dresses all wet okay. and wants to make sure everyone else gets across safely. Is anyone going ahead of the party, of the, the search party? I don't think so. I'm not. Okay. I think we're all okay. together, or kind of close. Cool. Uh, Yarrow, <laughs> you're safe across the river. Roll me a d20. Uh, okay. <laughs> a 14. A 14. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. As these, as the search party starts to go across the river, you see Bertolt, you see a couple of other people that Edora is there. She's got her weapon strapped to her. And Saudia is also there. You see this sort of much smaller person in a very thick cloak and they kind of struggle across. And then you see another person make it across. And then you see a person start to edge their way across the rope and they're pulling one one hand, one hand over, one hand over, one hand over until you see them stop and their eyes widen and they disappear under the water. <gasps> Another person lets go of the rope to try and grab after them and they're swept away by the Oh, no, 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 no. Is there anyone around me I can hand the rope off to immediately? You can hand it off to Bertholdt. Okay. Uh, well, is he, he, is he, 
He's, can, he's, he's strong, strong enough to do that? Okay, okay. There, uh, Adora's with him. Those four people made it across. But another okay. person goes under the water. Uh, and then you right. see their hand come up and their face emerges and they're just screaming and there's water in their mouths and it's gurgling and it's bubbling and you could just hear this, ah, this choked scream as they're pulled back under the water again. Ah, ah, I'm the gonna dive. The off and running off too. <laughs> I'm gonna dive into the water and turn into a giant octopus. Okay, you're gonna turn into a giant octopus. Can you see underwater as a giant octopus? Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> When you're underwater as this giant octopus and you're looking through these murky depths, all of this this dirt and silt and uh, loose soil and stones that have been kicked up now by the frantic people. One, 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 six people under the water flailing frantically for their lives as these like, what is that? Is that it looks like these elastic bodies are wrapped around them, just these piles of skin that have grappled them. And have wrapped them around and are choking the life out of them beneath the water. And you see the last bubbles cough up from their throats as they let them go and let their bodies go downstream. Mm, ah, whatever this thing is, I'm attacking it. What is it? There are ten of these boneless creatures. What? What? Because we only episode have episode brought to you by a D&D jester. No, horrible. So the people, the people are like dead. There's no way I can grab them. Six people are dead. Oh. Oh. They will take up to fourteen people if you do not stop them. You can continue. Attacking. Are there people the still in without... the water? Uh, their I... bodies are in the water. There are people trying to cross, but if you've no, stopped what the them, heck? then they won't still? cross. Stop. Yeah, if you stop them, then they won't. But they're they're not going like one and then one. They're going in a string. So you have a choice now. You can fight these creatures and try and save the rest of the people, or you can continue to cross and lose fourteen. Nope. Nope. I'm gonna fight them. <laughs> Juniper would run down after Yaro, seeing her go down the water. Too. Okay. Yeah, Adora has tied off the rope, and you've tied it off to a tree. Yeah, or handed it to somebody. Told or handed to it off. to somebody. Yeah. Did anybody in the party grab that rope? Or was it just an NPC? I'll take it. Okay. Constantina will take the rope. Constantina and Adora are your two anchor points. <laughs> Let's roll initiative. Oh. oh, boo. I rolled a one. Plus three. Oh, I got two nat 20s. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I'm a monster. <laughs> I rolled a 14. Oh, you rolled a oh so did I. Oh, man. You can go first. I guess we do popcorn, so it doesn't matter here right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot about our... I, I rolled a nat 20, so unless one of you rolled a nat 20. 26? Yeah. You tried. You tried <laughs> to save us. You should have lied. <laughs> I am a terrible liar. No. I wouldn't know the difference. I'd be like, oh, that's reasonable. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so. So NPCs are not red shirts. <laughs> actually, it's Lisa's, it's Lisa's fault. By fault, what? I mean Lisa is the reason that you have this many red shirts. Because had she not engaged with Bertolt in the town, you oh. wouldn't have got this many people in your search party. You would have got like four. You're just too nice. <laughs> So Marcy's maybe realizing this and is so <laughs> horrified. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, so we're gonna start with our 
10 boneless. Now, six of these boneless are still holding on to people. Four of them are ready. Two of them are going to propel themselves through the river and come at Yarrow. The other two are going to attack whoever else is in the water. Juniper, you said you came into the water? Not into Not the yet. water. I'm running, running along the Running along river. the bank. Is anybody yep. else in the party in the water? Uh, Not yet. I'm holding uh, the yeah, rope. Then two of them will go for one of the two PCs that's left in the water. Oh. Okay. Yarrow. 19 and a 16. Both will hit. Okay. <sighs> what you're going to do is you're going to take five bludgeoning damage. Okay. Are these things just hitting me with, like, their hands? Just their fists. But both of them are going to try and grapple you. So I need you to make me two athletics checks. Okay. Hey, that's my move. I'm an octopus. <laughs> there you. I know, I'm a monster. Uh, okay, so first one will be a 14. Second one will also be a 14. You resist being grappled. Ah! I'm a tricky octopus. Yeah. The other two are going to drag the last two NPCs that were holding the rope down under the water. They have not drowned them yet. You might be able to still save them. I'm going to pass it off to Vargas. <laughs> you don't want it? You want to pass? Actually, yes, I do want to pass. Okay, you can pass to somebody else, and then we'll come back to you on the end of the round. I'll pass it to... I'm actually going to pass it to Mercy. Okay. So all of the NPCs who are in the water, I cannot see. They're all underwater, correct? They're all underwater. Okay. Mercy is just like watching this chaos and is like, no, 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 no. I guess I'm going to run into the water and put my head underwater to try to see what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Give me a perception at disadvantage. An eight. That's enough to, you can see, you can see the boneless and the people flailing around. You have a, a hazy idea where they are. Yeah. I don't want to hit any of the NPCs, but I would like to hit a bunch of boneless with the last lightning bolt that I have left. How many would you say that I could get? Like, she's just trying to like quickly figure out what direction where she could hit on like three, maybe. This river is only 20 feet across. So... Okay. So like all all of them down. are in the river. That said, Maybe it's... You might try to like get down yeah. on, as close to the river bottom, because I imagine the yeah. people are just starting to be pulled down. Yeah. That said, only two of the NPCs of the seven that are now there, because one has been swept downstream, only two of them are alive. Oh. She like takes a big breath, plunges herself into this gross water that she was hoping to avoid... Starts rubbing her hand and her gauntleted hand together. And maybe like where she is underwater, it's like bubbling and there's like little red static electricity. Mm -hmm. And then underwater, that sort of like bubbly muted sound, she goes bang. Uh, and a big lightning bolt comes out and hits as many of them as possible. Mm -hmm. uh, dexterity saving throws. Okay. Uh, D15. And I'll All go right. ahead and roll my, my D6s. You should... Be able to get all of them. All of them should be in within your cool. Line. I like that. Two of them got eighteens. Two of them got seventeens. And then I got a sixteen, a three, a sixteen, a twelve, and then last two, an eight, and an eleven. So well, if they got a fourteen or lower, they take twenty-eight lightning damage. 
Um, and otherwise they take half, which is 14 or oh, half. Oh my 14. God, Jesus. All right. Yeah. And then Mercy kind of like floats back up to the surface, gasping yeah. for air, drenched, probably still crackling and just saying like, is there monsters there? Yeah. It's horrible. Yeah. Uh, two maybe alive. Yeah. And we'll say that you were able to curve your electricity away from the helpless NPCs. Yes, and away from that. Yarrow. <laughs> let's also say that. <laughs> <laughs> mm, octopus cheese. Yes. Yay. <laughs> oh, man, octopus. you said that and I'm so hungry now. Okay. <laughs> Who are you passing to? Oh, um, I am going to pass it to... Um, I imagine Constantina's probably closest to Mercy, like right on the river's edge holding the rope. I'll pass it to Constantina. Got it. Um, so, okay, so I'm holding the rope... My last can one. I? I don't want to like move or anything since I need to hold it. But mm-hmm. can I cast cure wounds on myself while I'm holding it? Will you let me do that? Is that um, is that touch? Yeah. Can I like <laughs> cross my arms with my? Oh, I'm holding the rope. I mean, I'm like yeah, my yeah. Self. You can you can touch yourself <laughs> and you can you can I guess touch yourself and and cast cure wounds. <laughs> so I probably don't go, for to, go for it. Go for it. Describe what this looks like. Um. <laughs> Do the hokey pokey and do that level two. Okay. Yes, that was a good roll. Okay. I'm proud of you. Thank you so much. Um, so I have let's see, three plus four, uh, twenty points of heals. That's like nice. Yeah, I'm pretty good now. Okay. I'm sorry, I was adding my stance. Okay. So other than that, though, I mean, I don't want to. I'm just holding the rope. Do you need me to do anything while I'm? Holding it. This is, I guess, what it looks like to hold a rope. That's up to you. <laughs> that's, I'm afraid of all of these gifts. <laughs> Do you have any bonus actions? Um, oh, I can use <laughs> get low on all my stuff. I will give Bardic Inspiration to. Um, I will give Bardic Inspiration to Yaro. Okay. Mm-hmm. Who are you going to pass to? Juniper. All right. Uh, Juniper is going to run out and launch herself into the air above the water. Cool. And flying above, looking down, trying to get a sight on one of these boneless underneath the water. Mm-hmm. And then when, as soon as she gets sight on one, she's going to Hunter's Market and then shoot it three times. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And honestly, like, your perception is 21, so... Yes. I can um, see them. <laughs> yeah, you can definitely see them from above. So go ahead and shoot. All right, so Hunter's Market just heard like 30 dice i just rolled i just rolled my attack all three yeah dice. okay so 24 23 and then um 17 Ooh, sweetie are you are you aiming at a more damaged one or a lesser damaged a one? lesser damaged one okay absolutely a lesser damaged one that looks like it's getting close to my twin mm, yeah one of the ones that tried to grapple her yes Did those all hit yes those all definitely oh. hit Right. Sorry, I, I for no some reason thought I said yes, <laughs> but I think I was just like, ah, no, not my soft bits. <laughs> His little chewing gum with faces at the bottom of the river. 34 points of damage. Oh, jeez. Okay, so what's it look right. like when one of these is shot to death with an arrow? All right, so you, you see Juniper just coming flying over the water with her boots, kind of quickly tracking down into the water. Mm-hmm. She actually has three arrows in her hand when mm-hmm. she goes, and just immediately just poof, 
<clears throat> and you just see them all scale and you just see this mount like all the uh, water around it starts to turn red as this thing just starts to float off limply down the stream i love it i will change one small thing they are undead they do not bleed oh <laughs> so you just <laughs> see its its little body balloon up as it fills with water through all the little holes and it just goes down the river like a child's forgotten toy Ew. Sad. Real sad. Whose turn is it? <laughs> I will jump it to Yarrow. Okay. I'm going to octopus over there. Um, so boop, 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 boop. Uh, I want to get to the ones that, uh, the, the two people who are grabbed right now. Sorry, being a druid. Oh my God. Um, I'm going to go over there and uh, I'm definitely going to try to attack one of the ones that has somebody uh, held. Okay. Absolutely. All right, Octopus, how good you are. Will an 18 hit? Yes. Okay. So as I hit this creature, I lash out with one of my suckered tentacles and wrap it around this thing's face. And uh, since I am an octopus, it's automatically grappled and restrained by my tentacle. So oh I'm going to like pop it off of this person now as it's wrapped <laughs> up in my, my midst. Uh, okay. And then... Yeah. Uh, let's see, and then I'll do my damage as well. Yeah, you you have this shriveled, sagging starfish attached to you Ugh. of a um, undead creature. Oh, starfish is so yummy, yum yum. Um, I'm gonna bite into it with my beaks uh, for nine damage. Um, but it is restrained, so that means it can't move. Mm. Uh, people have advantage against it. Oh, if in also, I would like to, since it's in my suckered hand, I would like to just lift it above the water. Okay. Yeah, and when you lift it above the water, everyone can see what this creature what is. It, that uh, it's it's essentially what it looks like is a collection of skin and limbs that have just become deflated and are filled only with these dusty muscles, musculature. And its face sort of lolls to the side and oozes, and its neck is... There's no there's no strength in it. It's just shriveled arms and puckered flesh from being underneath the water. It doesn't say anything. It doesn't try to move. It just lays there. So now everybody knows what the problem is yep. and can shoot this one. It just turns its head and stares at the group with its dead eyes. Uh, fat, more of sat. Mm. Sweet. Uh, I think that's all Octopus Yarrow can do this turn. I also think she's like lime green. With like orange rings. On oh, her body. I love it more than my own hypothetical children. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you passing to? Vasily. Get it. Okay. I am going to cast Firebolt at the thing that's being held up in the air. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, heck yeah. Okay. That's a great idea. So. I was actually preparing something else, because, but then you pulled one out of the water, so I can't <laughs> the whole thing. I had an idea to thank. I figured I wanted to make it easy. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So she kind of reaches into her pocket and pulls out a slip of paper and kind of pours some powder into the paper and kind of wads it up. And then like when she opens her hand, it's on fire. And she's going to try to hurl a moat of flame at it. So... Oh, it's a nat 20. Oh, yeah. very nice. Yeah. Roll that damage. So, and for you, you said one of the, if it's multiple dice, you'll take one at max. Yeah. Is that what you do? Okay. So that's 2d10. So one of them's a 10. And a 7. So 17 damage. Very nice. Yeah. 
Was it was it one of the hurt ones or one of the lesser hurt ones that you held up, Yarrow? Uh, it was whoever was attacking the one of the villagers. So I'm gonna say it's one of the hurt ones then. So call it, Vosley. What's it? What's it look like? Oh, I guess it's wet. So I guess <laughs> the the yeah the, the fireball <laughs> that she throws is like black flame, and it just goes and it hits it but it kind of sizzles and all this like disgusting black and green smoke comes up. It doesn't really like engulf in flame because it was wet, but it just like smolders. and It sort of steams it alive. Yeah. It just cooks it. Just cooks it in its own pruny skin. Ew. (laughs) Vargas. I'm going to put my tentacle down into the water. (laughs) (laughs) Just be like, I'm going to toss it and then like push it back down. It lands in the midst of this search party. Oh, you can hear them screaming. It's a little muffled in the water. I'm an octopus. I don't. That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. So quiet down here. There are troubles up above. Yeah. I will go to the bank of the river and am I? Is is it like is the water kind of murky? Yeah, it's murky. Would I be able to use dark vision to see in there, or is it not really dark? No, it's not really dark. It's just m- murky and dirty and. You're gonna have to go into the water to do that. I will cautiously wade into the water and I will like dig my glove hand into like the bank. I like am, and then I'll like it looks stupid as hell. <laughs> <laughs> into the water. Now to get halfway across the river is gonna take a pretty much all your movement. So how far in do you want to go? Mercy was able to just like duck her head under and pull out. But braver than me. Yeah, but you're gonna have to get a lot closer if you want a stabby stabby. <laughs> I believe in you. I don't. You can do um, it. I will so, like start crossing and like feel around with my leggy for yucky bits underneath. You definitely touch a yucky bit. Okay, I stick. Okay. <laughs> Give me a give me a sticky a sticky roll. Oh man, uh, so that's me so good. Yeah. Um. Okay. Now well, you can't see 18. it, so it's with disadvantage. No, but I rolled a nineteen. No. Yeah, but you might roll a twenty. Okay, but fifteen. Yeah, fifteen works. Fun. You did it. <laughs> Look how mad you are. <laughs> roll for pool noodles. <laughs> that says Opa. <laughs> I do a stick. Okay. Uh, and I just roll damage, right? Mm-hmm. Not bad. So eight. Perfect. Now, who are you going to pass to? We're um, at the top of the round. Uh, I will pass it to Juniper. Juniper. For the bonus action, going to move the hunter's marks to another one of the not-so-injured ones. Perfect. And then two arrows this time. Pew-pew. Pew-pew! Give me those um, I forgot to ask this last time. Are they within five feet of Juniper? Um, yeah, at least five of them were. Okay, so... Three of of them now. Yeah. One of the non-injured ones that's within five feet of Juniper, so I get advantage on attack roll. Uh, ooh, god, that was terrible. Um, 15? Yeah, works. Uh, 16. (laughs) Uh, 25 piercing damage. Oh, lord. Flying up above and just tracking down in the water. (laughs) All right. Tell me about it. All right, so this one, uh, this is one that's, like, coming up near the octopus, getting ready to attack my sis, and I'm like, uh-uh, and right into it, like, one through each eye. 
Oh my gosh, that's horrifying. And yeah, <laughs> and the thing is, is like, this thing's been dead for a long time or undead for a long time. So its eyes have sunken and rotted away by now. So it just thunk, thunks into these water-filled hollow sockets and it floats up away from the riverbed and down the down the waves. Who are you passing to? I will pass to Mercy. Mercy? Okay. So how many of these creatures are left... They're all underwater. There's seven underwater. Seven underwater, and there's still two people who are still alive? One person has escaped now that they've now that Yarrow has pulled it off of them, and they are like crawling to shore. Okay. Then if someone is still dealing with one of these creatures, Mm -hmm. uh, Mercy plunges uh, back underwater, like takes another breath, plunges underneath. Um, and then she's going to aim a chaos bolt uh, okay. at the uh, creature that is still um, dealing with one of the NPCs. And what it looks like is that she's trying to do another lightning bolt, but she's gotten her gauntlet all wet. Um, and so now the lightning is like changing all different colors oh, and it's like boy. malfunctioning. So let's see what happens. First, Vasily's like, oh, you're getting the gauntlet wet. Um, <laughs> Um, so I got a total of 16, which I okay. believe yes. uh, we determined hits. That is good so enough. I roll 2d8s and a d6, mm-hmm. and one of the d8s uh, determines the damage. So we're going to say the one that looks all bloody will determine the damage. It is psychic damage, uh, which is interesting. I don't know if Mercy's used to casting that. Um, but it's 13 plus 3, so 16 psychic damage. You are in luck. Yay. They are not immune to psychic. Oh, I was like, no. please, don't do please don't do poison. Yeah, yeah, man, that would have been... <laughs> okay, yeah. She doesn't and... think anything happened, so she's just shaking the gauntlet. And let me just real quick do us. A... Yes, and when you do that the villager is able to break free of the grapple and starts to sort of doggy paddle back to shore. Who are you passing to? Um, I will pass uh, to Yarrow. Okay, Yarrow. All right, so while I'm down there, I just I still want to hit the one that's probably closest to the villager just to make sure. Yeah, yeah. Try anything funny. That's just been uh, chaos bolted. Yeah, so since my my tentacles are released now from the other one, I'm just back. I'm like, woo, and then I'm going to go ahead and... Try to grab this one. Yeah, go for it. Ooh, octopus. <laughs> Killing it. Uh, a 20, not natural, to hit with my yes. tentacle. All right, that so hits. same thing happens as I wrap my tentacles around its nasty face, and I'm like, come <laughs> here, and mm. I uh, will bite into it. Get over here. With my beak. Ooh, okay, so that'll be 13 damage this okay. time. Yeah, tell me about it. Uh, I think Octopus Yarrow is just it wraps this thing entirely around like the big body here and just engulfs it and then as she just tears into its flesh like with her little beak she just like and spits all back out with a bunch of like an ink cloud mm-hmm. kind of as it's nasty. Yeah, and she just you that. all see just these it looks like wet pieces of parchment float up onto the river's surface and then down. That is... Okay, and then I'm just going to move to put myself in the most ad- advantageous position to catch anything that's coming yeah. by me. The rest uh, of with- them weren't grabbing anybody yet, so they are they are suckered to the the river's bottom, the river's bed. Okay, and while I'm kind of floating over them or right by them, I'll mm-hmm. pass it to them. Okay, 
and you can see like this furious churning as they begin to scurry along the river's bed and the rest of you see this churning as well as they start to retreat north that will open them up to opportunity attacks yay each person who would like to take an opportunity attack as these boneless try to escape across the river to the north can take one opportunity attack. Okay. 28. Yep. Eight. Eight. Okay. Okay. Uh, do I catch one with a 16? Yes. Okay. Uh, that'll be 12. Okay. And it's restrained and grappled by my sucker, so it's not going anywhere. It's <laughs> so like, no, still hungry. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Anybody else? Mercy wouldn't have. Okay. Mm-mm. No. I'm holding the rope, so I don't. I don't think I can. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And uh, and Bertolt and Adora is holding the rope, so she can't attack. Bertolt will like scurry out of the way of these horrific-looking things, and all of them except one. So four of them scurry to the forest's edge, away from the side this side of the river. Yarrow, do you? Uh, what are you doing with yours? Yeah. I'm going to take my prize. I'm going to hold it above my my <laughs> head with my two hands. And what's what's horrifying about giant octopi, octopi is that they can hold their breath for up to one hour on land. Uh, so I think I'm going to crawl still in octopus form, like with no. my legs, and holding this thing out <laughs> onto the bank of the river. Uh, and just, I want to make sure, like, while all the other ones are running off, yeah. that I still have its friend here, just yeah. in case. Yeah, uh, limply lays in your hand. Mm, okay, I don't like it. I just, I just want to <laughs> like after I'm sure they're gone, I'm yeah. gonna like beak it and yeah, just crush your... its little head. And... Oh yeah, you crush its head and it pops like a wet grape, and then you just pull it apart like saltwater taffy. <laughs> Gross. Throwing its pieces. I come down and kind of land next to Yara. Be like, you're good. You're good. You're good. You're good. I'm so hungry right now, guys. (laughs) This is really gross. (laughs) Yeah, she's gonna blow the little tentacle things and then like and then start rolling around on the ground like until she's back into Yara form. All right. It's it's easier to come back from slimy form. All right. (laughs) So you managed to save uh, two of fourteen. Yeah. No, no, you. Do you we only lost one? seven? Oh, yeah, okay, only cool. Lost seven. Yeah. Only seven. Yeah. Only yeah. So we did it. We did our best. <laughs> we tried a little I bit. Did. So you made Yara roll a d20 for that. Can you imagine if you'd rolled like a natural 20 and we were all like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give you something... Where it was like... Messed up, TK. (laughs) (laughs) I made this happen. You sure did. (laughs) Okay. R.I.P. Esserin Payne, Mariano, Adon, (laughs) Jacopo, Jacopo. Arabelle, one, two, three, four, five, six, and uh, let's say Zora Banksy. Oh, I love Zora. That's such a cool name. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Arthur Daly. Oh, yeah. Get out of here, Arthur. Zora, you got lucky this time. I I knew giving them names would be like the worst. (laughs) (laughs) But Chad lived. (laughs) He is not in the search party. He would have been in the search party had Mercy not chosen him for the sacrifice. (laughs) You Darn. all tried to make our me... choices. 
feel bad about my sacrifices, but can you see the wolfware was not enough? There were undead in the river, and they claimed these people because we didn't sacrifice enough. They were here because I talked to Bertolt. And Mercy just throws herself around Vasily um, and just buries her face on Vasily's shoulder. Pet, pet, pet. It's okay. It takes you almost no time to get across the rest of the river and enter the forest on the other side. Yaru and Juniper, how will you be communicating with your family? I think um, we would have everybody wait and go off on our own. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, once we are out of sight, transform. Yeah. And go run off and use our smell to try and locate exactly where they are. Okay. Go get them. Uh, Family reunion! Bertolt, Family time! <laughs> Bertolt looks at the rest of the party and says, we need to find somewhere safe to make camp. I agree. All right. And he leads you into the heart of this forest on the northern side. And... As you as you are passing through these woods, you start to see that the trees become more skeletal here. They become less in the full bloom of summer and more in the last days of autumn where they have curled down like dead men's hands over the pathways of the forest and dead leaves are strewn about upon the ground like uh, like some sort of corpses just scattered there waiting for people to tromp all over them it's not damp here it's not muggy it's not humid the air is dry you can feel it on your skin you can feel it on the back of your teeth everything is arid everything is dusty here we start to get to where the clay is baked and hard and bare the world is naked here like it's dressed for a funeral it's unnerving compared to the lush greenery of Harmonia. Where would you like to make camp? Would any of you like to look around for somewhere safe? Yeah. I mean, we're not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> How would you do I that? <laughs> yeah. Man, those boneless came through this floor too. Anyway, um, so your ranger and your druid have left to scout ahead. Maybe, I don't know if we can find, like, is there, like, an empty little cave or something? Yeah, there are a lot of caves and alcoves, um, stony outcropping. As you journey further north and the sun begins to set, you find fewer rocks, more caves, more caves that are made of hard-packed earth. And you do find a cave pretty easily, uh, devoid of any animal life here. Seems Maybe pack everyone in here. Okay. And keep warm overnight. Yeah. And if you would like, you can take a long rest here. Are we doing shifts? Oh, yeah. Um, we should probably sure. have a guard. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I mean, do we need shifts? <laughs> that is entirely up to you, Constantina. No, if no, you would like, you can sleep through the night. You can sleep forever. Oh no! You know what? Um, I will take four shifts. <laughs> I hope it's as good as the last time you were on shift. Um, 
I don't really know what to think about that, but oh, you know, okay. <laughs> uh, when I had that really good talk with Mercy about how we want to kill all the Dark Lords, yeah, that was a great first. It was a great time. It was a great time. Okay, so first shift is Constantina and just Constantina. I'll stay up. Huh? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do this, Marcus. <laughs> Girl talk. <laughs> and Vargas. <laughs> Second shift. Bad. No, I love Vargas. I have no reason not to right now. Yeah. Se- second shift. Uh, Mercy and Vasily, if you want to join me. Yeah. And maybe like Bertolt and someone can do the last shift. Okay. If there's, if there's a third shift. No, that makes sense. Yeah. Let's do let's do six hour shifts. So first okay. shift and a second shift, and then we'll say. Bertolt has the third shift, which is really an in-between shift. So, mm. like an intermittent thing. Bertolt, we'll say Bertolt and Adora. I'm not gonna let you guys have... <laughs> I'm not gonna, like, give you, like, somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. Like, oh, third shift. You guys really should have sat with, like, the ten-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> so, Constantina and Vargas go first for their first shift. So who... Does everyone sleep? Yeah, like versus like trance, or does anyone choose to not rest? Does anyone choose to not rest? I would, I would like to rest. I uh, I would like to take a short rest, but also and then spend the rest of the time messing with that icker I picked up. I will allow you at the cost of your perception roll to That's fine. mess with the icker during your shift. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Okay. Uh, um. Okay, I'll risk it. It's fine. That's a shame because Mercy was also not going to pay attention during the show. <laughs> she <laughs> still can choose to do that. It's fine. Mercy was going to cry and electrocute woodland creatures that go past and do little ritual circles around them. Okay, we okay. leave you alone for that. <laughs> All these rodents. Yeah, you guys probably wake up to a bunch of like very Ooh. neatly organized squirrels and like rats and stuff little circles and little runes carved in the ground around them if we wake up we weren't paying attention so maybe sure, we're all dead. i mean well yeah. yeah it could be dead all right so of the people who do sleep i need everybody to roll me a d6 if we do sleep yeah if you do sleep okay. i'll sleep if i could do that later that's fine i got a one a one i got a six six anybody else anyone else sleeping a five okay oh I mean, I, yeah, I would like oh. to sleep after my roll or after my watch. Yeah, that's fine. Oh, okay. I was just asking. Oh. I rolled a six. Okay. I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> I don't know. What Perfect. This is. <laughs> uh, Yarrow and Juniper, you're also free to roll. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to? Yeah. You don't have to. Be a trick. Be a trick. Okay. Three. Take feet in your hands. It's definitely a trick. Uh, I got a five. <laughs> okay. And Juniper? Three. Awesome. Your shifts pass without much of anything happening. Uh, some of you hear the sweet zaps of electricity as Mercy uh, <laughs> fries various chipmunks and rabbits and stoats that have come out of their hidey holes. Some of you can hear the pages turning as Vasily goes through her spellbook and discovers a way to transform this ichor that she's 
collected into a potion that can grant her some very interesting abilities that I will dehimmer later. Um, <laughs> but none of you hear Mercy having a dream. Mercy, you have a dream. And you are in a sunlit forest in a glade of tall grass that sort of laps at your knees as you run through barefoot. You don't have feet. Barefoot. What? No horn. What? Just shimmering red hair and freckles and a black dress. As you run through the forest and the sunlight above illuminates this what is that in the shadows of the trees ringing this glade? An aged Vistana leaning on her cane. And it is a, a crooked thing made of polished black wood. She beckons you closer. The crooked finger. Come closer. Go closer. And she says, would you like to hear your fortune, child? Yes. Draw this card. And she lays out these cards on this table. Cards that look somewhat like Taroka cards. But there's this cold chill on your back. I put my hand over the cards and then when it feels right, I put a finger down on one of them. And she says, there is much power in these cards. Are you sure? Tell me. Roll a d20. Lucky 13. Celeste, you're on D&D Beyond, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> Will you open a tab in Wondrous Items and tell me what number in the deck of many things the card 13 is? Oh, no. Okay. Yep. Oh, no. 13 can't be good. <laughs> Everyone save me. Or maybe no. it's the best. Um, one, two, three, four. Deem it uh, to no. me in private. Okay. Uh, oh. And that's where we'll end for the night. <laughs> for listening to Tales from the Mists. If you enjoyed what you heard, find more at talesfromthemists.com or at MissTalesDnd on Twitter, where you'll also find links to our Discord community, blog, and much more. Tales from the Mists returns to twitch.tv slash dnd every Friday night at 6pm Pacific Time, beginning August 9th, 2019. Sleep well, Mistwalkers.